This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Being stubborn only gets you so far. I do not have a great deal of confidence that climatologists can forecast spring planting conditions, other than a best guess. We are in a transition from El Nino that will swing to the La Nina conditions sometime this year. Models differ on how quickly that transition will occur, but not on the destination. The speed of the demise of the El Nino to La Nina will have an impact on 2024 crop conditions, but so will other things. Later arrival of La Nina should help corn production at the eventual expense of soybean yields. 2023 growing conditions did not conform ideally to El Nino expectations. El Ninos typically produce trendline yields 70% of the time, according to Iowa State climatologist Elwin Taylor. The 2023 El Nino was an anomaly as while the corn yield was a record, it still fell short of trend. Analog El Nino winters have forecast conditions that do not differ greatly from what is being experienced this winter. The south and southeast are typically wet in El Nino winters, and they are. They should be seeing relief from drought in the Delta region, and the Mississippi River level will recover to normal soon. That could benefit the Corn Belt later this spring. Air moves over Arkansas to the Corn Belt. If Arkansas is in drought, that air has no moisture to pick up on the way north, and vice versa. Areas of Iowa have gotten over 30 inches of snow, which could contain 3 inches of water. Subsoil moisture conditions in Iowa are still depleted from four years of drought. Further south, where the ground was not frozen, snow melted and rain can soak in. Here in the upper Midwest, where the ground is frozen, there is potentially less benefit from snow as the water melts and runs off. Rivers and streams rise, but soils do not get the full benefit of a recharge. The drought area in U.S. cropping regions is shrinking. Spring rains are what is needed to break droughts. Low subsoil moisture levels mean the first rains can soak in before soils get wet enough to delay planting. Farmers completed an unusual amount of fall tillage, fertilizer application, and such for early planting due to the extended fall weather conditions. That usually adds some corn acres above what the market calls for. What disconnected the 2023 El Nino from the atmosphere, altering conditions in the Midwest from what should have been a cooler, wet El Nino, was two pools of cold water off the U.S. and the Pacific. One is called Pacific Meridional Mode, and the other the Pacific Decadal Oscillator. While equatorial waters have cooled as the El Nino fades, the negative PDO and PMM still exist. I'm not aware that their longevity can be forecasted, the Noel Coral Reef map is typically blue along the equator when in El Nino. It has now gone red as ocean temps have again warmed. It has not been a relatively long-lived El Nino. The models appear confident that the SOI will reach solid La Nina levels this year, but the longer the process takes, the better for Midwest crops. La Nina could re-intensify the drought. Again, a reminder that the 89-year drought cycle targets 2025, according to Elwin Taylor. It's been our sense that farmers have been fighting the corn market, selling soybeans since harvest for cash flow while hanging on to corn. When I saw this, I recommended the opposite. Both prices have deteriorated since. We think that the January USDA production reports broke the psychology of the farmer, so now they will open bin doors in any type of modest recovery. Basis has remained stable, and end users have had to bid up to cover immediate needs. Cash buyers and sellers are at loggerheads. 
As I have noted, cash flow needs increase for farmers into spring with many payments due March 1st that can generate more cash selling. Farmers are stubborn though, understandably do not like current prices and will continue to resist. Ultimately, the problem is that USDA says that there is 800 million more bushels of corn unneeded by demand that they added to the carryover. Who gets to hold these extra unneeded bushels? You know who. It is a game of musical chairs. Stubborn holding will only support the market just so far. In recent years, we've seen basis levels improve significantly late season because of the tight carryovers. Do not expect such basis improvement this year. In fact, fear basis deterioration late season unless there's a major problem with 2024 production occurring. Chicago border trade weakness is all fund-generated selling. Corn prices have fallen enough to where commercial seafare value and have become buyers. Given the record fund short position, this creates conditions where some unexpected good news could cause short-covering rallies. We noted that while the wheat market fundamentals were bearish in 2023, that there were such rallies. They will need to be used to finish sales in corn this year. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.